Greetings and welcome to the Beyond Earth show. I'm your host, Ray Trujillo, and thank you, all of you, for your beautiful presence today. It is December 16th, 2023, and I did want to discuss for today's transmission um, about maybe inter-exchange about a couple topics, but I felt it was fitting to discuss a bit about the cycles of our lives and the end of the year 2023 and what it means individually for each of us. And when we encounter this every year, the ending and the beginning and the procession of cycles that we exist upon by living and inhabiting this beautiful planet Earth, when we do enter this particular time of the calendar, of the cycle, in all the cyclical ways in which we exist, that to some it's just another day, to some it's just another year, to some it's a gargantuan huge deal in so many ways. And so in whichever you may lie on the spectrum or in the baseline of that thought process, it is important to discuss that for no matter where you are on that spectrum, that in essence, it is another year, it is another return, and it is another part of our cycle that we can't escape. And much of us at times feel that this world can be so overwhelming, and how do we get everything done? Sometimes we feel like it's moving too slowly. Sometimes we feel it's moving on an accelerated pace. How do we catch up? How do we keep up? with ourselves, let alone our responsibilities and everything and everyone around us. And so um, I also wanted to discuss Mercury retrograde as well, because that is cohesive with this topic for right now, since we are literally embarked upon a the last Mercury retrograde of the year, and I'll delve into that more. But when we look upon the end of a cycle, the end of a calendar year, we can postulate that what did we endure? What did we transcend? Did we evolve? How did we evolve? Did we wish to evolve yet we just couldn't make it yet to evolve? So perhaps the incoming new year could be our moment. And so we look at those experiences and we feel the experiences in which when we have these times of reflection upon this entire past year, this entire, let's say, even decade, or even we can go further back and look back at the many decades, regardless of how old you are. You may look at something when you were four years old or if you were 24, 20 years ago, right? So there's so much to consider and to really be compassionate with oneself about when we review our life. And when we review our life in this dimension. And a lot of times our timelines might feel as if it's not lining up the way we'd like it to. And other times it can feel like, wow, divine timing is truly my best friend at the moment. And so we can also bring in Akashic Records and our previous incarnations and the timelines that are uh, in considerate proportion to what we're enduring right now. Are we reliving something in a karmic scale? Are we encountering lessons, lessons that we chose 
to embark upon or other lessons that we wanted to utilize to progress with our soul's progression and so forth. And also things that perhaps that we may have had a life or we may have had a past in this life that we weren't so pleased with. There were elements that perhaps, goodness, we would have loved to have gone back in time and maybe modified some things or changed some things. Or you can be in the position where you're just grateful that that happened, no matter what the cause or result was, and that you're utilizing it now to create a better vision for yourself, the vision for your future, a vision for your present self, and how you conduct yourself in your daily life and how you treat others, how you treat the world, and what you do with your time, how you maximize your time while here on planet Earth. And so when we reflect upon all of these notions, it's somewhat basic and simplified if we just reflect upon this most recent year, this most recent month, this most recent six months. And But if there are moments where just some things just where you may encounter that, my goodness, every time it is this time of year, I always say to myself, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution, but I never fulfill it. I never maintain consistency with it, right? There are many of you out there that innocently have this intention to really, really implement that into your frequency, into your field, into your life, to result in that success in which you desire, whatever that success may be, big or small. And what's big to you might seem small to others, and what's small to you might seem big to others, and vice versa. So we all have our individual cloths that we work on stitching, mending, and really crafting. And so when we look upon what do we want to honor How do we want to honor ourselves? Who do we want to honor in the new year? Those that we've loved, those that we've lost, those that are on the other side, in the human kingdom, in the animal kingdom, and also in the time of nostalgia, things of the past. Wow, it was so nice when I had that essence in my life at this particular time or that particular epoch in my life and now it just doesn't feel the same way and I would do anything to have a similar essence to that feeling once again. So there's so many unique facets for everyone when it comes to this timeline that we're entering in now. And so we can also, as I was mentioning, when we welcome in the new year, 2024, and we remember what what occurred in 2023 and we could really mirror the equation in so many ways and look at okay maybe this year I'll have one goal one goal I'll stick to and perhaps that can result in 10 goals that you actually fulfill and maintain and that you are very considerate with yourself and perhaps you just can't get your feet off the ground for that one goal to be accommodated and so When we do learn from those years past and even what we can focus on to implement with our goals in the present moment, our goals in that 
future trajectory, whether it's far out or near future trajectory, that we look at the now, the power of right now, and what you can do right now. And what I want to remind everyone that no matter what it may be, that it's up to you. You have control. You have sovereignty over yourself. You have the divine rightful inheritance to be in control, even in a world that is seemingly uncontrollable, you still have the power be held within yourself to control your actions, to control how you respond to such actions. And you also have the sovereign control and ability and capability to how do you react and reflect upon those. And this is where the strength within the self the continuity, the tenacity, the integrity within the self, you fortify that strength so you can amplify it for your greatest, highest good for yourself and for everyone around you. Even if it's the most simplified, most seemingly uh, menial task, such as, let's say, making your bed every day, right? But there's something very important with that. That's your sacred space. That's your temple of slumber. Even if you share a bed with someone, you still want to create that to be a sacred temple of slumber, rest, rejuvenation. And then one could even say, well, I suffer insomnia. I can't sleep. So the bed is a scary place for me. There's so many attributes that we could you know, throw in there in places where I'm not minimizing anyone. Yet there's so much that comes from just one simple task. What are the reasons why we can't enact upon one seemingly simple task, right? And then what results from those feelings? What results from those impressions that we feel, even if it's something so simple as to, I'm finally going to organize my pantry or donate those clothes I meant to donate years ago, right? Oh, well, I'm not sure if I'll need this or that. And that's a whole different interpretation, yet there's something there. What holds you back? what holds you in the past, what holds you in the present, and what perhaps can be somewhat of a blockade from you inviting your greatest future self into your realm. So when you take action and sequential action, it's so interesting that the laws and the dynamics of physics and the laws of the universe, how there's this cohesive nature in which things just line up. So if you actually do you have insomnia or you just your bed just gives you anxiety because you know you can't sleep so what's the point of even making your bed right let's give that example just make the bed perhaps create a ritual bless your bed celebrate your bed just one little thing if it's then perhaps maybe you may have a more of an open inclination somewhere in your central nervous system, somewhere in your vagus nerve, somewhere in your circadian rhythm, somewhere in your amygdala, somewhere that may feel like, okay, we're taking action with something. And you may say, well, I take action every day with everything else. I manage thousands of people. I help hundreds of homeless people. I help hundreds of children that are sick with cancer and debilitating diseases. Well, that's where you, even if you do take care of everyone, and you're running a veterinarian clinic that's a nonprofit and it's a no-kill shelter. If you're running a beautiful farm for, for animals that have been abused, if you're doing all these amazing things but you can't take care of yourself, then it's okay to start now. Give yourself permission to start now. 
it's never too late. And if you're someone who you have like 10 children, you're raising them by your, on your own, it's the same principle. Sometimes there's a time out for yourself to where it's you time, even if it's 20 minutes that you can find to set aside, to really manifest, pray, affirm, chant, whatever module works best for you to implement that sacred space to bring in and invoke that for yourself to help you go into the new year to where perhaps you set it aside where once a week I'll set aside 20 minutes. It'll be my time. I'm literally Mother Hubbard. I have 10 kids and they're running around like crazy and I don't know what to do sometimes for myself. I can't even put my hair up or brush my hair, let alone, but I brush all their hair. I get them dressed and they're showered and dressed and perfectly groomed for school and I have all their breakfast and lunch and dinner ready. But what about me? This is where you really have to stop and take action for yourself and say, 20 minutes, just start with some increment. Start with something, even if it's 10 minutes. Listen to your favorite song. Write down a goal for yourself, an affirmation. Don't put pressure on yourself, but give yourself that room. Give yourself that sacred space that you deserve, that you are illuminating your path where you can invoke that. You do deserve that. And at the end of the day, this is all about, do I deserve to have a great new year, regardless of what goes on in the world, regardless of things that we cannot control when we go back to what we can control in our orbit, what we can control in our field, what we can operate with, what we can navigate with, what we can modify, what we can improve and things that we can choose that are wasting our time, wasting our precious energy. And so the currency of energy has so much, people are so drained all the time. And some, you know, it's extremely understandable. They're drained and there's many empaths out there in the world and you get very, very, very emotionally drained. And much of you that are participants and audience of this show you're most typically, I would say, like a, a light worker, an empath, a star seed, or someone that is, re, you know, oriented towards anything in the divine, and in the divine countenance, their sensitivities, and there are many people who are, you know, vacillating on really extreme spectrums of deep, highly sensitive person. Um, highly empathic person, right? With gifts and insights and feelings that can be at oftentimes just undescribable. You'd have to feel it even in a certain degree to understand and comprehend just how deep that these feelings really do go. And so for the empaths out there and the light workers out there, and for those that are caretakers, those that are nurses, doctors, psychologists, um, therapists, spiritual therapists, massage workers, Reiki workers, whatever it may be that you are, whatever you are facilitating humans and animals in a personal, intimate range of field where so much compassion, you take a Hippocratic oath as a doctor to do no harm, to do good, to do no harm, the patient comes first. When you're a real, true doctor um, and you're not aligned in the corporate aspect, 
there's so much of that careful duty to put the patient first, the best interest of the patient. And that takes a great deal of fortitude and stamina and integrity and the ethics that come with that, of course, and a great deal of that sacrifice of study to dedicate your formative years to learning human anatomy and learning the study of the mind, the brain, and so forth. And then you learn about all these very, very, very unique details that not just anyone can learn if they don't choose that path. But there's also that interpretation of that your patients can die, that your patients can, you have to tell them that their prognosis is not good. And you give them this terminal diagnosis and there's so much to work with there. So those of you that are in fields like that and veterinarians where it's like you love animals, but then an animal is sick, there's nothing we can do. Um, you're a nurse and you help all these patients and you work so hard and then you see them and then you come back to their to their bay and they're no longer there because they have passed away. Um, so we look at things. If we're a neighbor and we're a farmer and we just want to feed everyone and then we always want to nurture everyone and we want to really build our farm and have a healthy farm, but if we have a bad harvest, right, there's so many things that sometimes are out of our control, but we are proactive with what we can do with fortifying our strength, giving our best when we can, but when we feel the exhaustion of operating in a world that has so much that is unpredictable at times and so much that is, that's inevitably going to happen where there's going to be a bad harvest or someone is going to have a terminal diagnosis or an animal might not make it. Those aspects or a student if you're a teacher and you're a student no matter what you do and they're they come from a very injurious household and it, you just want to help and just rescue them but you can't because of bureaucratic things and so forth and legal logistics yet you send them love and you work on them as best as you can so there's aspects that you work with you can't house all the homeless people, but you can be kind to them and give to them and donate to them, give them food if whenever you can. There's ways that we can work through this world when you're a very sensitive person and ways that you can also make time for yourself to where you don't have to take on the weight of the world all the time, but you have to implement time for yourself. So when I'm just addressing varying personas and archetypes of individuals out there. So for the most sensitive, sensitive, sensitive types, this can be the most challenging. And sometimes there are people who have a predisposition to being lazy, but why are they lazy? These are the questions as to why. What are the whys behind everything? Why are you feeling lazy? Why are you feeling so tired? You're not lazy, but why do you feel so tired? Okay, because you're not lazy. So many conjectures can be you know examined here but at the end of the day when we look at what can we learn from our new year ahead what can we learn from our future self and so the old dodge of the new year's resolve right and like let this be the best year ever that say goodbye to that 
tumultuous, pandemonic uh, type of um, discord, disharmony. That that was a horrific year, let's say, right? It was a year that I will never want to relive one ever again. But what pieces of the puzzle could we have fixed individually? That's what I want to reflect upon. What are the pieces that we could modify to be suitable for our personal individuation, our personal self-actualization, and our personal individual framework of our life? And so I wanted to say again that it's never too late to begin. Regardless of what happened prior or what you're going through today or what you're afraid about tomorrow, that this is just a loving reminder that it's never too late to begin anew. And so when we hear that, is there resistance to that? Do we feel that there's this hopeful, positive vibration that runs through the course of your cellular field? Or do you feel doomed? Do you feel, no, it's just so late for me. It's just so late. And this is where you can implement modalities of self-reflection and at a safe place where if you want to find the hope within yourself, search within, look within, you need to ask guidance for faith in whatever background that you want to work with, whatever, you know, what you want to outsource it with. And so you can ask God to re-implement your faith in yourself. Ask God to re-implement your faith in him. Ask the universe to re-implement your faith and the universe has your back. Ask the Holy Spirit, please help me to believe that there is something beautiful out there that will help me. Ask your garden angels. You can ask your ancestors. You can ask Venus yourself. You can ask whatever works for you. Ask Buddha. Bring in the ancestral kingdom. Bring in the music of the spheres. Bring in the archetypal kingdom of God, of the universe, of the celestials. Bring in your galactic kingdom, your council. Bring in your highest self. Bring in and visualize your highest self, you being your best friend. You enter this world with yourself and you also transition this world with yourself. Bring in that. When's the last time you touched in with your higher self? You don't have to bring in God or Jesus or Buddha or the Shekinah or anything else. Just focus on when's the last time I brought in my highest self? And then you can bring in everyone else too. You can bring in God. You can bring in Jesus, of course. But when is the last time? And think about that. Or you can also say you could be in the component of I try to think about my high self and bring in my high self, but I hear nothing. I feel nothing. I see nothing. So if you're in that degree, that's okay. Continue to try because there's repetition with wisdom. And there's also when you recondition the self, you reattune yourself. It's just like working out. If you don't practice your repetitions, it's like learning to dance or learning karate or kumite. You must practice anything. Just as statements of, I will make myself great again in the new year. If you say that to yourself enough, 
your conscious stream and your subconscious stream will align with that because you said it to yourself enough where you're actually inviting that placement and you're opening your mind to receive just because you've reoriented yourself, you've consciously reconditioned an aspect of yourself that pivots itself towards the orientation and the magnetism, bringing that into your field, right? So if you express that I'd like to bring in my highest self and address my highest self to improve myself and open up my world of spirituality, practice it every day, even if it's for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, one minute, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, awesome, 40 minutes, whatever can work, and you'll naturally increase that you will start to see the rhythm of the universe. You will start to see nature's symphony. You will start to see the celestial symphony. You will start to hear the orchestra of the universe. You will start to hear the voice of God, the voice of universe, the voice of goddess, whatever you want, whatever you feel aligned with. And sometimes if you don't know, that's okay. You're seeking it. You're seeking it. But if it's of love and positivity, that's a really good start. If it's of love and positivity and of your sacred truth, that's a very good start. Anything that's of peace and love and positivity is an excellent place to begin. If you don't know where to begin, that's where you can begin. And then those of you that are extremely advanced in your own way and you know, you have the Summa Theologia memorized from front to back. I mean, great. If you have the Bhagavad Gita memorized from front to back, great, wonderful. If you've had your supernatural experiences, you've actually seen miracles, you've performed miracles, you've worked through the Holy Spirit and you've been a facilitator of miracles, wonderful. But it's about maintaining and staying in that continuity with yourself. So no matter where you are on that spectrum, where you're just beginning in the journey, or you're extremely advanced to where perhaps you may incarnate again as a bodhisattva, right? I'm just saying that there is always a time to self-reflect and to what to see, what to make new, what to create new, to give new life to oneself. And in this new year, again, I'll say it again and again, it's never too late to begin anew. It's never too late for anyone of any walk of life, of any degree of knowledge to just, it's okay. You can begin again right now. You don't have to wait till the evening of December 31st and January 1st. You don't have to. You can start right now. You can start any time, any time of the year, any time, day or night when you're ready, but you can start now. And so, when you want to reorient yourself towards a brighter, more vast future, and when you maybe can encounter some fears about how do I do that, again, provide yourself that love and that peace and that strength and that courage to just say, I can do this, I will do this. And so you may see that there's if you're in a difficult place where it's just so hard because you may say like, despite that there's been some, you know, truly huge responsibilities and, you know, a lot of tragedy and a lot of 
negative uh, tumults that have ensued in your life up until the present moment. If you're going through something right now, if you're going through, how am I going to survive the holidays? My children, I just lost my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. This is the time to really, really, really amplify your own inner faith, bring in your highest self, seek faith in God, the universe, God is Jesus, whatever works for you. But work through that this is just temporary. Really, really work on this is just temporary. The feeling I'm feeling is so temporary. So many people right now are having a very difficult time, and that's why I'm addressing this, because when you go through the degrees and the layers of difficulties that can surmount in our lives at any given time, those things that are out of our control that I was discussing earlier, those issues that come up that are out of our control, we can't control if the CEO decided to do a huge layoff right before Christmas. We can't control that. But what we can control is our resolve, that our faith in ourselves, and that we will stay as positive as humanly possible because we do have life ahead of us. That that job did not define you. You can reinvent yourself. And I know it might sound so simple coming from me, someone here on a radio show, speaking of things and, uh, you know, this conjecture, yet there's truth in that because no one else can define you. Yes, you may belong to a corporation or you may have belonged to a corporation or to where that became your identity. But let's look at the blessing here. Even if there's a financial disruption for a moment, look at yourself. How did that define you? Did you lose your definition of yourself? Did you lose your identity and you didn't even realize it? Now is the time to find your identity again, define yourself again, and you can, and it will happen. And if you work on that, chances are that your abilities for resonation, your abilities to posit those vibrations that are magnetic around you, you never know. Maybe in the first week of the new year, someone who's had their eye on you will be seeking you out to, by the way, are you still working for that company? Do you want to work for me? And they're actually a strong company or a strong president or a strong CEO that really feels like, wow, you bring so much value to us. And so and we can afford you. We could actually pay you more than what you were being paid in the previous position that you were there for 23 years, let's say, right? That was your whole life. That's all you knew was that. And you were loyal to them, working long hours, working overtime, working on holidays, missing children's birthdays, missing recitals, missing Billy's baseball game, you know, Zachary's karate tournament, you know. Little Mary Beth's ballet recital, doing Nutcracker, whatever it may be. I'm just giving examples because these are happening. These situations are happening to so many people, especially in the USA and around the world. There's so much of this occurring. Yet, this is seeking in the magic of yourself, the attunement of your inner vibration, your faith, your faith in the Lord, your faith in yourself, your faith in something positive, your faith that you do possess the magic. Somehow, if you can recall that and pull that out of you and retrieve that, then hope is definitely not lost. So that's a positive influence. I mean that with all 
positive love and vibration just to remind those that are going through different things. And if you're excited because you already have your new job and it's coming in and you want to make sure you don't make the same mistakes that you made in the past and you want to just be the best boss in the world, you want to be the best lawyer in the world, you want to be the best coworker in the world, the best call, whatever it may be, you just want to be the best, that's great. Work with that. Be the best because you are the best. If you have the desire to be the best, then you will discipline yourself to become the best. And so I'm speaking a lot about this because it is December 16th. We're at the halfway point towards the end of this year, 2023. And planetarily, so many vibrations in our planetary system and so many vibrations in a collective consciousness stream in which we have all these successes that we can learn from our journey. And that when I say this also, that no two journeys are identical, yet there can be perhaps a symbiosis in what that entails and that what speaks to you and what speaks essentially the same language. So if you have a similar journey to someone else, but it's not exactly the same because it never will be identical down to every single minute detail. It'll never be identical, yet there will be a similarity. And so when you go deeper into the expressions of all of that, it's the same language, that the journey has the same language in essence, that journeys are an expression of love and self-love and has multiple facets. It's so multifaceted. And you look at your unique jewels, that uniqueness that resides within you, each and every one of you, no matter where you are on the spectrum of this, that if you want to really shiny up those jewels and clean up the debris from the past that no longer serves you and it no longer serves your future experiences. You can learn from those inferences. You can apply that and you can also utilize that for your soul's total embodiment. And so when you have that, you thereby create a sacred framework and that defies the old blueprint and when you think of, well, what does it take to be happy? How do I become happy? And that's a very broad question. Yet there's some simple things to kind of help in a mini subtle way to launch you into that. Seek your why. What is your why? Your why. W-H-Y. What is your why? Question mark. What provides you purpose? What are your goals? What is something that means a lot to you that you would love to do? What would cause you the most happiness right now? And in addition to some people may be um, silly or funny and say, well, you know, they have their own answers to things, which is cute and fine. But in the reality, though, in the reality of what we can do today, what we can do in our mind today, you know, what? And how and where can we start? How do we begin? We look at the why. And we look at purpose. We look at integration of purpose. So if you love animals, and what would make you so happy, so fulfilled, would be to have an animal charity. 
And you look at why, well, animals are innocent, animals are beautiful, there's so much global enslavement of animals, there's so much injustice that occurs to animals, there's so much slaughter, there's so much, we could go on and on and on. You want to create a marine sanctuary, right? If you want to create a marine sanctuary that is in the ocean itself and create perimeters where long hauling and finning of sharks can't happen and the fishing, the overfishing and the just all of those horrific, horrific rape of Mother Earth occurs. But how do we do it, right? We can ask all these things. How do we do it? And so those are really big goals, but they're huge, important goals. But we look at the small goals first. What is the purpose? Okay, well, helping animals makes me happy. Helping children makes me happy. Helping elderly makes me happy. I have a nine to five, but it's actually more like a nine to 11 and I work 80 hours a week, right? How can I make that happen? Well, you put the goal in your mind. You emphasize on the purpose and the goal. And you do research. You study on how to join up with maybe other existing people who are doing similar things. You create a community. You join a community of like-minded people. And even if you yourself personally can't seem to get that in action right away, it's still part of your goal. It's still part of your purpose. But you want to go deeper and look at a purpose that you can accommodate right now for yourself right now because that will help to engage and create that framework for the future for those big, huge, purposeful goals that you seek to achieve while you're on planet Earth. So the deep, simplified aspects And when I say deep, it can sound a bit scary at times, but it's in essence a part of you in your natural state of being at this present moment, what you can do right now for yourself. So you dig deep within and you say, what would make me happy right now? Okay, here's my purpose. My purpose is I want to love and rescue the world, right? Then you go deeper. I want to love myself. Actually, you can do that starting today. I want to rescue myself. I want to love myself. I want to give myself compassion. I want to give myself understanding. I want to understand myself a little bit more. And then if you're at the place and the degree of, well, I love myself and I understand myself more and I give myself compassion, okay, let's go deeper then. We say, well, what would make my time on earth, my sacred time on earth, so valuable? How can I make my purpose here so worthwhile where when I wake up in the morning or when I wake up at night, whatever your schedule may be, that I am driven with purpose? What is my purpose? And you look and you go deep within you say, what is my purpose? Well, I'm a mother of three. I'm a mother of 10. I'm a widow. I'm a single father. So I'm a single father of five children. That's my purpose. And if you don't have children and you have dogs and cats and you have pet fish, whatever it might be, but I'm saying you look at yourself besides the children, besides the dogs and the cats and the fish and the birds, besides all of that, what is it that makes you feel so purposeful? And that's a good start. 
as to, and why? What is your why? What is your why besides the natural nuclear family of raising children or raising animals? What in your natural family dynamic, the friend work dynamic, the familial dynamic, besides that, for yourself, for you and you alone, it has nothing to do with your familial responsibilities. That's all about you. It could be anything. It could be something so simple and so unique to you. And not everyone's going to have the same answer. Not everyone wants to do the animal foundation and the marine sanctuaries. Some people may just say, what would make me really happy is if I could go to Bora Bora and just relax for a week. I would love that. It's been my goal for 30 years just to go there. Okay, fine. Great. That's your purpose. That's your goal. Wonderful. You wake up and you're so happy that you're one day closer to that beautiful, lifelong-awaited retreat to Bora Bora. Beautiful. At least you know what your, your purpose in that regard is. Then you find the deeper purposes. And when you construct for the new year how to achieve and work with these purposes, you want to look at implementing how badly do you want this goal. If it's, I want to work out more, I want to play with my kids more, I want to be um, you know, more part of my community, or I want to volunteer more, or I want to study more, I want to learn another language. I'm 75 and I want to learn a new language. Good for you. Great for you. That's exciting. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. It just matters is that it's something that is highly significant and highly pertinent to you and yourself alone, that no one else's opinion matters. It's only what you have in the opinion of yourself, how you regard yourself in those moments. And so if your goal is that you want to learn how to make a dress or you want to learn how to be a mechanic, but that's not your job, you just want to learn how to build a car just because it's fun, then certainly go for it. But you really want to remember the power of yourself and the power of your vibrational field and the power that when you put your mind to something, big or small, what is the purpose behind it? What is the why behind it? How does it assist you? How does it benefit you? How does it benefit others? How does it provide you this inner sanctum of inner glory and happiness and feeling like, wow, I actually made something today and I never made something in my whole life. I'm really proud of myself. I finished a book for the first time in my whole life. I never thought I could read. I was illiterate forever. And now I'm reading a book, a full book. Wow, I'm so proud of myself. Whatever it may be, we all have varying degrees of difficulties and we have different archetypes, walks of life that we originate from. And But the end goal is to find that purpose, to create that purpose, to follow your why. And when you also come into the place of purpose what does purpose entail happiness happiness what a beautiful beautiful word happy happiness to bring that into your field to have happiness and then 
what aligns with happiness? Hopefulness. Hopefulness. No matter what, even if you felt defeated in the past, the now is now, today. And bringing in that hopefulness can create this mercy upon yourself, this inner light that can radiate and magnetize and draw into your field at hopefulness. And, you know, there's a percentage of people that, you know, sometimes epigenetically we're wired to be pessimistic for survival purposes. And sometimes, you know, there's a percentage of us too that's also um, geared towards optimism. But you see the fluency of pessimism with the convergence of optimism, finding the healthy vibration, finding the healthy balance. That's what keeps you with sustenance and surviving. Because, you know, if you encounter, there's a beautiful uh, bushel of berries, right? And then you recognize that, oh, wait, let's just double check. Because we can't just go in there blindly. Because it could be that there's poison. So let's not just eat them right away. Even though we're starving, we're hungry, and we're traversing the forest. and um, it's as if that line of pessimism keeps us grounded, but the optimism keeps us also grounded with the opportunity for success because the pessimism helped us to enact upon the optimism to result in that we're still here. We're survived, right? So when you have that quality of, I don't know if I can trust that person, that's fine. But then you see in some actions that are sequential that this person has shown themselves to prove themselves to you, then the optimism comes in that, oh, not everyone is so bad in this world, but still going to keep my eye on this person, yet I have some hope now, if that makes sense, right? So we have to have a little bit of both, but if you are oriented more towards pessimism, though, and the scale of yourself tilts in the 50% plus range of pessimism, and let's say that your optimism is in the reduced state of, let's say you're at 53% pessimism, and you're at 47% optimism, you know, it's not so bad, but you'll notice though that those that are on the other side of the scale that are more in the 53% optimism and 47% pessimism scale that they tend to have an inclination more so towards actually being able to manifest, to have the prayers answered, to have that that faith that's imbued within them to be materialized. And so find your healthy balance with pessimism and optimism. You know, sometimes we have to have faith and blind faith at times. Yes, we are but sometimes we can't always trust everything. So utilize that or those poisonous berries or those nutritious berries that we need for sustenance or the nutritious berries right behind that bushel and they're a different color tone and we can test it out on a rock and see what happens when it iodizes. So anyways, when I speak of that, you want to just look at your hopefulness and your happiness. And when you think of the entire spectrum the collective consciousness in this universal kingdom that there is a a complete tide 
I would say like an incoming tide of awakening. And that's a phrase frequently used, especially in the community of light workers. But the awakening is here. The collective consciousness is here that there's so much of a high vibrational, I would say, implementation that's being and resonating throughout the world on this side of the equator and the other side of the equator that throughout all the world that there's as much darkness as there is at the moment, the discord, the twilight zone, there's still a beautiful, beautiful landscape of light beings, light workers, galactic bodies that truly love and observe us. The power of God, the light of God, the love of God, the love of the universe. There's still this incoming that's going to be even more increasing. As the darkness increases, the light will then also increase. And as the light increases, the dark tries to increase, but yet it has no other recourse to deduce itself and reduce and recede back into its own darkness and that abyss of darkness. But there are so many that are really working through and making huge strident efforts to orient their own positivity in their own universes, in their own fields, in their own orbit. And it's very important to embrace that and to work with that and to grow with that and to take your time. And as we're in Mercury retrograde right now, and this is the last Mercury retrograde of this year, 2023. And as many of you know, or don't know, or if you care to know, Mercury retrograde is a time when the planet Mercury, the planet of communication and transportation, everything in between. Um, we just, and I'll explain that in a moment, but it appears to be going backwards. And hence it just, is more that it appears to not be as illuminated and it's in the shadow phase. So in the pre phase, which began around November 24th, you'll notice a lot of things occurring and sometimes it speeds up time. Sometimes it can be disconcerting and overwhelming and people from the past can return projects that you're meant to embark upon that you'd never finished, come back in old people from the past come back in favorable or unfavorable yet in that place however in that place of computating all of these mercury officially went retrograde december 13th and in the capricorn ending in sagittarius yet it's going to be going on until the end of January um, because we have these technical time frames in between that are the post-phase, pre-phase and post-phase. But during this time, it's very important to make sure you save all your data, make sure you back up everything, make sure you double check your engines, your fluids, your oil in your engines, your cars, um, your tires, double check your phones, make sure that you don't send somebody the wrong email, or if you miss a flight, just make sure you're on time. Don't stress yourself. But it's also a good time to catch up. And so there's the beauty of it. There's a harmony in this also that you can catch up 
and you can also learn to incorporate what's best for you. But during this time, though, and I would say give it till about January 20th or so to be safe, but um, when you start on a New Year's resolution, this is a time that you might want to just really, really work on being super authentic with yourself and compassionate and just pace yourself because this Mercury retrograde is the last one of the year, but it is a very intense one. Some signs are not as affected. Like if you're a Virgo or you're a Taurus, you actually may have been able to stave off the repercussions of the high impactful commotion. Um, there, so those two are pretty much in the safe zone. Not saying that other signs are not in the safe zone, but it's just a little more impactful. So, because and the reason why that is is because Virgo and Taurus, there's planets that are in conjunction with Venus, <clears throat> and Mercury is ruled by Venus and the planet of love. And so there's there's a lot to consider, but it'd be something that you would want to look into for yourselves when you make plans of action. But just when you're working on yourself for the new year and your new year's resolutions, keep in mind that planetarily that there are some bits and pieces that are helpful, yet also a bit in the commotion realm that is necessary to create stability because sometimes we have to disrupt to create certain resolutions. We have to dig deep within. Sometimes we have to unfurl many things to get to the root. And so that's part of that. And so um, in closing, I wanted to address that we're also having a huge CME coronal mass ejection tomorrow, one that we have not experienced since 2017 on layers of that. So if you feel any sort of physical or physiological disruptions. Um, be really gentle with yourself. Stay hydrated. Eat nutritious food. Keep your circulation going. Just if you feel anything vibrationally wise that seems a bit, um, I would say, out of alignment with yourself. If you're a sensitive person, a highly sensitive person, if you're um, attuned with the divine so much, you may have a little bit more of a frequency of feeling these impacts. So you're not losing your mind. You're just experiencing the magnetic shield and the CMEs. So the solar flares are very intensive at times. So just wanted to speak of that as a reminder. So in closing, it's always a privilege and a blessing to be here with all of you. And I really wish for all of you that the remainder of this year, and I'll be back at the end of this month, but for the remainder of your week ahead, that you go forth with the most illumination for yourself, the most self-empowerment, the most goal-oriented for yourself, the self-love, language, that self-compassion, the empathy that you give to others, allow yourself some sacred space to receive as well. And go into this end of this era, the end of this epoch, the end of this year, with bright and shiny eyes and a bright, shiny heart that 
no matter what, it's not too late and that you can still do everything that gives you purpose when you start at the foundational layers and levels and you start within at the most basic foundational principles and that you can and no one can tell you what to do only yourself and just keep yourself with that much ingrained positivity and the helpful pessimism at times when needed yet orient yourself to where your pessimism is reduced and your optimism is improved and increased. And so I thank you all of you today for your participation and those of you that subscribe, I appreciate your subscriptions to my beyond earth show. And I wish you the most beautiful upcoming week ahead and I'll see you again soon. This has been your host, Ray Trujillo of the beyond earth show. Have a beautiful, magical weekend. Thank you.